0: Satan should buff No try.
1: Amen. Thank you so much for that message in song. One of these days the trump is going to sound. And and the Lord will descend. And can you say, along with the songwriter and with the singer, tonight it is well with my soul. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for that wonderful special. And for all the music tonight. Madeline's special, the men's special, uh, the special we just heard. And all of your singing, your congregational, I've got to tell you, when you start looking in the hymnal for songs having to do with stepping and following and where he leads I'll follow, and my Lord knows the way through the wilderness and the footprints of Jesus and follow on, there are, that's not all of them. There are lots of songs about this important subject that we're going to speak about tonight. Would you take your Bible with me and turn in the Psalms to a Psalm of David, Psalm number 37. Psalm number 37. I'd like you to follow as I read just two verses, two familiar verses which have been committed to memory and perhaps have been preached many times before. I'm talking about what you find in verses 23 and 24 of Psalm 37. And there it says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Not only speaks to the character and the behavior of one of God's children who is committed to the Lord and to his word but also speaks of that wonderful care and that upholding hand of the Lord in each of our lives. I think about the many times, many, many more times than we have stumbled, we could have fallen. Many, many more times we could have found ourselves down. But instead, He upheld us. He kept us from stumbling and falling. And praise the Lord that we have this scripture. David would know. David's life was... Certainly an example both of what should be lived as well as that which should be avoided. We see uh, perhaps some of both in the life of David. And yet the Bible says that this is a man after God's own heart. So there's hope for you. There's hope for me. God's not looking for the sinlessly perfect. He is looking for those whose heart will be given over to God and the things of God. If tonight you can say... That's me. I'm not perfect. I'm not sinless. But if I know my heart, and I know the heart is desperately wicked and deceitful, but if I know my heart, if I know my own heart's intentions, I want to be a man or a woman of God. I want God to lead in my life. I want God to have His way in my life. If you can say tonight that as a pattern of living, you want the Lord to lead you in your life, then you, like David, can say the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with, with his hand. Amen and amen. I want you to bow your head and join me in prayers. As we ask the Lord to help us with this message tonight. Our Father, we thank you that when we go to the Word of God, we see the biographies of, of your heroes. And your heroes are flawed just as we are. There's hope for us as we yield to you, Lord. We would ask that you would help us to become all that you would have us to be, that we would yield to you, and by your grace and for your glory, we might become what you'd have us to be. We'll thank you, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, the steps of a good man or a woman are ordered of the Lord. God is a God of order. He is a God who wants us to walk in the right way. He wants us... To do right. But one of the greatest men of faith who ever lived, I'm talking about George Mueller, said, The stops as well as the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. And I got to thinking about that, preacher. I got to thinking about the fact that not only does this God of ours order our steps, but he orders our stops as well. If you're wondering what the steps of a good man or a good woman actually are, look at the verb forms at the beginning of this psalm. Let's go back to the beginning. This is a psalm of David. And notice the very first word, fret, but we're told to fret not. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. This is a continuous theme. We're going to see godly people. And the blessings of the Lord. We're going to see ungodly and wicked people and how they receive the, uh, the punishment, the chastisement that the Lord meets out. But we're not to fret. We're not to fret. Now this is important. This is important because guess what? Most everybody in this room has a capacity to fret. We have a capacity to worry about What the other person's going to do, either against us or to take our place, to take what we think is rightfully ours. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Why? Because that will eat you alive from the inside out. You don't need to fret. You don't need to be envious. Because think of the promises of God. My God shall supply all of your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19 is still in the Bible. How many of you believe the Bible is true? How many of you believe that verse? God takes care of His own. God God looks after the sparrows. There's not one sparrow that falls. One little worthless sparrow as we would think of sparrows. Not one sparrow falls, but the The Father, of course, takes knowledge of that sparrow. He knows what's going on with you. He numbers the hairs of your head. He knows the number of cells in your body. He knows everything about you. He knows what you're going to think before you think it. He knows everything. And He takes care of us and He watches over us. We have a God who is always there. We have a God who isn't absent somewhere else. We have a God who always cares. He's always there. He always cares. He always shares and takes care of us. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now another verb form in verse 3. Trust in the Lord. That goes to faith. That goes to taking God at His word. I know we're human. I know that we are used to being let down by other humans. But we've never been let down by God. His promises are always true. And we need to be rehearsing them, repeating them until it becomes a part of the, of the substance of our character, our very being. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. So many of the Old Testament promises have to do with physical blessings, haven't they? So much of what God said to the Old Testament Hebrews had to do with an actual piece of ground. Or an actual crop. Actual things. We have all of that, but we have more than that. We have spiritual promises. We can trust in the Lord and act upon that. We can trust in the Lord and move forward. Now, part of the steps of a good man being ordered of the Lord is involved in all of this. Don't worry about what others are doing and what they're getting. Trust in the Lord, the promises of God. Know what's in the Bible and trust it. Rehearse it frequently. <clears throat> and then go further, just like it says in Psalm 1. Delight, verse 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He, what? Shall give thee the desires of thine heart. If we delight ourselves in Him. <clears throat> I'd like you to think about that for just a moment. Because everybody here has some favorite thing, pastime, some favorite uh, place, some favorite uh, endeavor. And we need to put at the top of our list of favorites the Lord Himself and delight ourselves in the Lord. Delight ourselves in His Word. Delight in Him and all <coughs> that has to do with Him. So delight, that's where we, we should find our enjoyment. So don't worry, don't fret. Trust in the Lord. Believe what He says in His Word. Know what it is and rehearse it. Delight thyself, that should be where enjoyment is. Look at another verb form, verse 5. Commit thy way unto the Lord. We have to make a determination that that's the direction we're going. He's the one we're going to follow. He's the one we're going to obey. You have to decide. A motivator I once had the privilege of meeting in person said, the first thing you have to do is decide to decide. You have to decide to decide. And boy, that is so true. We have to first decide to decide. And indecision is one of our problems. We say, well, you know what? Have you ever gone shopping with somebody like that? Raise your hand. Now be careful. You're going to get hit in the ribs. All right. They look and they say, you know, I really like, but I like this over here too. I really can't make up my mind. Now, how many of you are not that way? You're the person who says, just get one of them. It's all right. Come on. That's you. Just, just get one. Just get one. I'll go one further than that. I say, get them both, sweetheart. Just get them both. <laughs> Amen. Oh, <laughs> I ruined it for you guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Decide to decide. Decide you're going to follow the Lord. Now you say, that's, that sounds like works. It's not works. It's making the decision. Because that's, that's a place where though the Lord will work on us because He's all powerful, God doesn't make us decide. It's up to us to decide. It's up to us to commit. That's up to... He gives us the wherewithal to commit. Nobody here has the ability to commit unless God gives you that ability. But you've got to decide. You and I have that responsibility. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him and He shall bring it to pass. Now jump down to verse 7. After you've done that, what do you do? What's the first word in verse 7? Rest in the Lord. So don't fret. Trust. Have faith in what the Lord says. Delight thyself also in the Lord. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. How many of you, you'd say, Preacher, you just hit the bullseye. That's my problem. I don't rest. I don't wait patiently. I have need of patience. Raise your hand. Come on. All right. Let me tell you what the Bible says. Tribulation worketh patience. Don't pray for patience. Because you'll get tribulation. It's the means by which we get patience. Now, patience encompasses an entire thought. It's more than just not being impatient. It's, it's holding up. Today I had the privilege of talking to two of our senior saints on the phone this, uh, this evening as it was coming a little bit closer to meeting time tonight. I got on the phone and I called uh, Lila and Julius and spoke with them and had a very nice conversation. And I asked them both how they were doing. And you know how Julius is. He said, hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. And they are, they're hanging in there. But like all of us, you know, time goes, goes by and, and we, we have more needs. That's true. Pray for them, pray for all of our senior saints. I, I contact everybody that will be contacted. And, um, and I find out that, you know, after we go through some things in life, we may be more settled, we may be more able. To sit in that chair instead of being up and going all the time. We may be more uh, uh, in a position where we're going to rest, as it says here, in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Then look at verse 8. Cease from anger. Because, you see, anger is not going to accomplish anything unless it's focused on evil or wickedness or our own laziness or some, some... Something that we can legitimately be angry about. We're not allowed to uh, be angry and sin, but be angry and sin not, Paul writes to the Ephesians. So cease from anger. Forsake wrath. And there's more about not fretting and not fretting. You see all the verses about that? Jump over to verse 27. The first word, depart from evil and do good. We should separate, willfully and deliberately separate ourselves from that which is evil. Jump down to verse 34, wait on the Lord and keep his way and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land when the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. So we have all of these verb forms and you can picture, look at me, you can picture these as the steps of a good man or a good woman. Those are the steps. They are ordered of the Lord. He says, don't fret, don't worry, trust, have faith, delight, thyself. enjoy the Lord. Commit, decide to decide, rest in the Lord, leave it with God, cease from anger. You better focus whatever anger we have on things that are legitimate to be angry about. Depart from evil, separate from sin, and then wait on the Lord. We need to let the Lord do His work. There it is. There it is. Now below the verses that we read as the text, which were verses 23 and 24, we have verse 25. It is a testimony verse of David. I have been young and now am old, yet I have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. That's his personal testimony. Maybe uh, your experience is a little different from David's. But what he's saying is God takes care of his own. And I like what he says in verse 26. He is ever merciful. That's always merciful and lendeth. And his seed is blessed. There it is. Now when we have that Psalm 1 desire for the word of God to delight in the law of the Lord look at verse 31 the law of his God is where in his heart Psalm 119 says thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee look at verse 31 again of Psalm 37 the law of his God is in his heart none of his steps shall slide so we have the steps of a good man or a good woman what are they Don't fret, all right? Trust in the Lord. Delight thyself also in the Lord. Commit thy way unto the Lord. And then it says, rest in the Lord. Cease from anger. Depart from evil. Wait on the Lord. These are the steps of a good man or a good woman. And if you have the law of God in your heart, you're not going to slip or slide. You're going to be walking in the way. Now, you know all those songs that we sang tonight about stepping in the light, follow on, where he leads I'll follow, my Lord knows the way through the wilderness, footprints of Jesus. Wow. All of these teach us and re-emphasize the principle that God is the leader and we are the followers. That's not profound, but it needs to be repeated. It needs to be reiterated over and over. After we've been saved a while, we kind of get that, kind of that professional, that commercial feeling where, you know, I've been doing this a while, I can do this, but we need to wait on the Lord. What it means there is not inactivity, but it means we're not the leader, He's the leader. I'm the follower, All right. So point at yourself and say, I'm the follower. I'm the follower. Now point to heaven, He's the leader. He's the leader. I'm the follower. He's the leader. That's the way we've got to be reminded again and again. Otherwise, we're going to get out of the will of God. We have taught the children for years and years and years, 31 years in Christian education and then many years of working with kids and young people. To lead, we must first learn to follow. If we're going to be a good leader, we've got to be a good follower. And we need to learn to follow. Here it is. I mean, Brother Gabe will tell you this. I mean, anyone who works with kids will tell you this. We need to learn to follow without negativity. You know, it's kind of like you have to go back, and, like when, you, when kids run, go back and walk, and you have to start over again, back to square one. It's the same thing with us as grown-up people following the Lord. When we follow, but we grumble, we complain, we drag our feet, we have a bad attitude, we cause somebody else to have a bad attitude, that's negativity. I can just hear the Lord say, go back to start over again, go back, go back and do it again, go back and do it again. When we're following, if we're going to learn to follow as we ought in order to be a leader someday, we have got to do so without negativity. We've got to do it with a sweet spirit and a right attitude. In the Bible, we read of those people that God chose. And there's one passage that especially stands out. I'll never forget, for seven years that we were, uh, seven of the years, the 16 years that we were in um, our previous ministry, we hosted the International Street Preachers Convention. Now, that's a gathering of people. I'm going to tell you, unusual characters in the service of the Lord. That's the only way I can describe them. Each one a unique individual, very much so. I could tell you about Billy Eubanks. He's the guy who studied for years to get his pilot's license so he could fly over the Vatican. And while he was flying over the Vatican, he had his wife dump out thousands of chick tracks over the Vatican. So everybody in St. Peter's Square saw all of these tracks floating down on how to get saved. Now that's a character. One time When there was preaching going on in the street preachers convention in our church, Billy Eubanks got excited and he ran up and he grabbed one of our flags and he was going to run around the building. Do you remember that? And we had steps that had an incline with the ceiling that had an incline as you go up on the platform. And as he's running with the flag, he impaled the ceiling and stopped suddenly in his tracks. And Becky is laughing You'll never forget that picture now that I've, I've given it to you, that mental picture. Billy Eubanks was a character, and there were many others just like him. Those people were excited. But I remember a message that Brother Sutek, whom we support now in the Philippines, Brother Sutek preached a message, and he had men come up. These were street preachers, men that were unafraid, that could stand on the corner and say, The Bible says, and cry out, for people to come to God and be saved right out there in public. These were real men of God and women of God. And he had them up on the, on the platform. He says, now I want you to stand at attention. And, you know, it was a little different for them to stand up there. Because they were in all different conditions and ages and so forth. And he talked about, and he quoted the passage of scripture that I'm referring to. Men that could keep rank. Men that could keep rank. A lot of times, because we're so willful, especially as independent Baptists, we tend to be willful and self-directed. We don't do well at keeping rank. How many of you are military, former military? Raise your hand. How many of you know what it means to keep rank? Absolutely. And if you don't, you're, you're gonna be out of rank. You're gonna be out of kilter. You're not gonna be able to function right. It's just the same thing. Gabe, when you're coaching a team, you know, if that guy's lined up and he's in the neutral zone or whatever, and, you know, there you go. He's encroaching or he's off sides, and, and you know what? You lose five yards or whatever, and uh, you might lose the game over that. We've seen teams go back, 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 because they couldn't keep rank. They couldn't line up on the line. When you get down in that three-point stance, you linemen, you better make sure you're not off sides, because if you're off sides, All 11 and the other 30 on the bench are going to be not happy with you because you're going to be back, 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 back when you ought to be going forward, 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 forward. Men that can keep rank. God is looking for folks who will yield from the heart to be able to keep rank, to follow Him. The only way we can ever be leaders for God, we must be followers. We must keep rank. That's it. That's what we're talking about tonight. The Christian life has frequently been expressed as walking. I have preached messages, and I have described to you the mechanics of walking. Now think about it. For a person who's had a stroke or a person that's had a physical event where they can't walk, they have to learn to walk again and rehab. They have to learn how this is done. Here's how it's done. You're standing straight up and down. You're being supported. And if you want to walk, you have to lose your balance temporarily and catch yourself, so I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna lose balance and catch myself. And lose balance and catch myself. And I know it looks crude, but I am stepping. I am stepping. We've spoken about the spiritual implications of that. If we're going to walk, it requires a certain mechanical process. It requires some intricacies. And you don't think about it, you just take it for granted. When it comes to walking, stepping in the light, we need to make sure that we're following the Lord. We need to make sure that we are yielded. Only two men that I can think of walked with God. One was Enoch and one was Noah. And we need to think about walking with God, how we walk, how far we walk, how fast we walk. It does make a difference because the steps of a good man and a good woman and the stops of a good man and a good woman are ordered by the Lord. We walk by faith and not by sight. We often make the mistake in thinking that God has somehow left us. He's not guiding us at all. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but you may have felt that way this week or this month or at some time in the past. And you say, you know what, I don't feel that, I don't sense that closeness. I don't know that God is leading me at all because I cannot see that far ahead. Uh, I don't don't know why I can't see any further ahead. There is nothing in the Word that says this business of walking with God or the steps of a good man or a good woman being ordered of the Lord that has anything to do with our being able to see all the way down the road. In fact, all we have to do is step in the light. Oh, there's the light. There's the light. And there may be stops as well as steps, like George Mueller said it so clearly. Over in Exodus chapter 13. Exodus chapter 13. The best picture in Scripture that I know has to do with the people of God when they got out there and they're being led. It says in Exodus chapter 13, verse number 20, And they took their journey from Succoth and, and camped in Etham in the edge of the wilderness. Maybe you feel like you're there. Now look at this. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them in the way. Hmm. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. And you can follow this all the way into Deuteronomy and you see that the Lord was consistent. When The pillar of cloud or the pillar of fire would move. The people were to follow. When it stopped, they were to stop. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a good woman are ordered by the Lord. The stops of a good man, the stops of a good woman are ordered by the Lord. Are you listening to me? He would go and they would go. He would stop and they would stop. That's the way he leads. And in Thousands of years since then. God has not changed. He still leads that way. You may say, I don't see any movement. I don't see anything happening. So what? That's not a problem for God. God who owns the whole universe knows which piece of it we're standing on right now. God knows my address. He knows Your address. He knows exactly where you are. And when He wants you to move, the cloud will move. The pillar of fire will move. That's when you move. That's when you follow. Until He moves, we don't move. It's just that simple. You don't have to worry about the speed. You don't have to worry about the direction. All we do is yield to His leadership and follow Him. It's that simple. If the Lord is in front of me, that's all I need. I can never go too slowly. I can never go too fast. If I follow Him always and everywhere, that's it. Now, if the light shines right there, the light moves, and I step in the light, and He stops, I stop. I shouldn't worry about it being dark up six feet or six yards further down the trail. Doesn't matter how dark it is. If you're worried about what's going to happen next week, next year, a decade from now, stop it. Because that's fretting. And the first step of a good man, a good woman, that's ordered by the Lord is what? Fret not. Say it with me. Fret not. That's it. We can learn so much from the Word of God if we just read it. And believe it. Stop worrying about where your steps are going. How fast they're going. God's got it all under control. Just let him lead the way. Step in the light. Follow on. Follow him. There's lots more songs. Praise the Lord. You may be trying to go faster than he's moving. You may get frustrated with God. Think how silly that is. I'm frustrated with you, Lord. I'm not, it's not moving as fast as I wanted to move. Does God know what he's doing? Of course he does. Wait. Remember that? Fret not. A couple steps up is wait. Stop worrying. Wait. Rest in the Lord. Delight in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Depart from evil. Cease from anger. Stop getting frustrated. The steps of a good man, the steps of a good woman are ordered by the Lord. The stops are also ordered of the Lord. He leads the way by the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. He leads us perfectly. And then we talk about the footsteps or the footprints of Jesus. We just step in his footprints. He leaves clear footprints. I remember when I was much younger and I would follow others who were older Through the snow, all I had to do is step where they stepped. The snow was pretty deep for me. All I had to do was step where they had already stepped. That's the way it is with the Lord. Just walking in His steps. There are so many great men and great women in history and in the Bible. I could have chosen Abraham and talked about how Abraham, he looked for a city. I could talk about Moses who led God's people through the wilderness led by the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. But David, David speaks so clearly in such common terms that I thought about somebody in the Bible that we don't normally consider. We don't put him right up there at the top of our list of heroes, but he is an example of somebody who followed and his name is Tychicus, Tychicus, T-Y-C-H-I-C-U-S, we find him four times, four times in the Bible, I want you to take a look in Ephesians chapter six, these will not be long and exhaustive explanations, Just, just a brief moment In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 21, Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus and he says, But that ye also may know my affairs and how I do. Tychicus, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, shall make known to you all things. Tychicus is going to let you know. Turn over to Colossians chapter 4. Colossians chapter 4. Colossians chapter 4 and verse... Number seven, just brief. All my state, Paul is writing to the church of Colossae, shall Tychicus declare unto you, who is a beloved brother and a faithful minister and a fellow servant in the Lord. Look at those descriptions. Each of these so far, one verse long. Now go to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. And verse number 12, he's listing who's with him. He says, Antikychus have I sent to Ephesus. And that's it. That's all we read. Turn over to Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3 and verse number 12. When I shall send Artemis unto thee, or Tychicus, be diligent to come unto me to Nicopolis, for I have determined there to winter. That's it. That's all we read about this fellow Tychicus. But I'll tell you what, Tychicus has learned that the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. And the stops of a good man are ordered of the Lord. And if we could rise to the heights of this common, ordinary individual about whom we only read four things in the entire Bible, it would be wonderful if we could be like Tychicus. Why? In every occasion... Paul is sending him somewhere, and he's going. He's got a letter, or he's got a message, or he's got information, but he is faithful, he is loyal, he's doing what he's told. Man, if we can learn that lesson, think of the blessings that will be ours. Tychicus was entrusted with valuable, important, vital information. He is one Of the trusted go-betweens. You don't think of him as being a giant of the faith. But he had it down. He knew what it was to step in the light. He knew what it was to follow on. He knew what it was to have steps that were ordered. He doesn't write in his own name. He doesn't speak in his own authority. He's always speaking or writing in the authority of Paul or someone else He is that go-between. Lord, make me a Tychicus. Let me be like Tychicus. Let me just be your your errand boy. Let me be your go-between. Lord, let me do your work. Just let me represent you. That's all I want. I want to be that faithful steward. It's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. 1 Corinthians 4, 2. The faithful servant, we read. Good soldier. Somebody who can keep rank. Somebody who simply frets not, don't get frustrated, don't worry, who trusts in the Lord, who delights in the Lord, who rests in the Lord, who waits in the Lord, who ceases from anger, who departs from evil. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a good woman are ordered by the Lord. The steps and the stops of a good man and a good woman are ordered by Lord. The Lord, would you bow your head and close your eyes tonight? Every head bowed, every eye closed. And how many of you tonight say, preacher, that message was for me. Slip your hand up high. Come on. God bless you. That's good. Let's be like those who can keep rank. Amen. Let's be faithful. Let's do what God leads us to do. With heads bowed and eyes closed, how many of you tonight would say, preacher, God is dealing in my heart and life about Some other matters, would you remember me in prayer? Slip your hand up. God is dealing with me about some other matters. Yes. Lord Jesus, would you please be with our people and help them tonight? We've learned about stepping in the light and following on and and walking in the footsteps of Jesus and following the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire and, and just going when you go and stopping when you stop. But Lord, would you help these folks tonight as they struggle, as they deal with other matters in their life? Give them peace and give them your grace. Give them your answers. While our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, if you've never received Christ as your Savior, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Would you pray right now from your heart to God? Pray something like this. Dear God, I admit that I'm a sinner. I deserve to pay for my sins. I believe Jesus died to save me. Right now I receive the Lord Jesus Christ into my heart as my personal Savior. Please take away my sins and take me to heaven when I die. If you just prayed that prayer and meant it, put your hand up high so I can see it.